Hello everyone, Justin Bradford coming to Box Radio. Joining me now is Dane Vinson of the University of Alabama and Huntsville Chargers. Dane, thanks for joining me. Hi, thanks for having me. So it's it's been obviously a whirlwind of a season so far. Going into the postponements, you guys ended with a series sweep of Ferris State. Uh, so obviously some good momentum built on for the next time you guys are able to play. What was that like for you? And obviously in that moment of scoring that overtime winner and just what it meant to be able to do that at home in, in the first home game of the season for you? I mean, yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty big deal for uh, for us as a team. Um, those those two wins were uh, were huge. Um, I mean, for, for me personally, that was uh, that was awesome that I was able to do that. But uh, I think I think as a team, we we uh, definitely gelled uh, over the past couple of weeks. Um, uh, the coaches have done a great job with uh, just reminding us every day that. It, it's going to be a, it's going to be us as a program and uh, with the support of everybody um, over the past um, past couple months and even even when this all started um, over the summer um, it just uh, it was just amazing to get those two wins uh, for everybody and then after that overtime winner you guys are then able to follow that up with a shutout win so I mean how much did you build off that momentum? from that overtime win to be able to shut a team out uh, and be able to do that as well to, to complete the season sweep. I mean, does that just go into the structure that the team's been building on and taking that momentum and rolling with it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, we after after that first win, um, we, had, uh, we had a pretty big confidence boost and uh, we were very confident in uh, the way we played and the way we play in our D zone and that just... Uh, translated into the offensive zone so um yeah i mean we were just confident going into the the next night and uh we uh came out on top and you're one of the few upperclassmen i mean there's been a lot of changes that have happened with this team just over the, the past year and everything and what's gone on there but being an upperclassman obviously you're there to help mentor a lot of the freshmen and, and younger players on this team what has the culture been like so far with this team obviously being younger but it seems like you guys are are energized and have so much good youth energy going there and playing with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder too yeah yeah for sure um we definitely have uh, have been playing with a chip on our shoulder. Um, it's uh, I think it's just everybody buying in, um, doing their job, uh, structure wise. I think uh, that's definitely one of the big things that the uh, coaches preach on is uh, what our structure is and what our uh, identity is, and just uh, playing and sticking to it and playing playing to our identity. So. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's changed a lot, and uh, it's it's definitely uh, definitely been good so far. We're looking to build off of it. Absolutely, and, and I mean, one of the things too that we noticed this season is uh, you guys tend to take some penalties, and but you're able to stand up pretty tall when taking those penalties, having a tremendous penalty kill so far in the season. And I know Carl Zierner has spent a lot of time with that. I spoke with him last week just about the penalty kill too. What are you noticing about that penalty kill? Because it's a time where probably in years past, it's it's really detrimental to the team to go on the penalty kill. But now you guys are able to seem to really battle those out. You're aggressive on the penalty kill and you get some really good clears and create some opportunities even to go in the other direction too. So just what's how's that penalty kill yeah. working for you and what are you seeing on it? I think uh, it's just, I think it's very... Uh, simple for us um we uh we have this structure uh our uh, 
uh, assistant coach, uh, Carl, uh, Coach Siernes. He's uh, he's been uh, preaching to us about uh, uh, just doing our jobs on the ice and what what where our sticks are on the ice and uh, just where every everybody needs to be and when to be patient, when to jump, and um, everybody's everybody's uh, learning and doing the right things to uh to learn and actually putting in the work in practice and we work a lot on uh on the pk in practice so uh that's a big part of our game too and we're uh we're not really too worried about taking penalties either um so i mean that's 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 really good for us being confident in that and uh it can really uh really um give us confidence uh during the game as well and uh give us momentum so so now just looking at your point totals and obviously hockey players don't like to talk about themselves a lot but last season was obviously your career high with with the Chargers at seven points in those 32 games you're already at five in only eight games what does it kind of speak to the progress that you've been able to make yourself in terms of playing college hockey and how you see that you progress from your first two years of college hockey to now and where you're at yeah I mean for me uh the past uh, the past two years, I've been uh, taking a lot of shots, and a lot of those shots have been getting blocked. So um, I think for me, I've just been uh, looking for looking for other other guys on the ice and where their sticks are at, and uh, and uh, especially on the power play too. I mean, that's uh, that's where I've gotten all my points so far this uh, this year. So, and that's um, that's just uh, I've been working on that and just trying to be a little more, more smarter with the puck and what my shot selection is. And so that's, uh, that's just what I've been working on. And yeah. All right. So let's switch gears a little bit to get to know you because I mean, we're still trying to make sure people get to know this team and everything. And so you as a hockey player growing up as a defenseman, are there any players, any professional players that you kind of looked up to, or you try to model your game after that just really impressed you? Put me on the spot here. Uh, <laughs> I'm to think. I haven't really thought about that, but um, I really like uh, Roman Yossi on the Preds, actually. Oh, you're catering to the home crowd here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what What do you like about Yossi's I, I, game? Just because, I mean, he's obviously a North Trophy winner, but he's also smooth skating and, yeah. and plays both ends of the ice well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just, just over the past couple of years and just... Uh, seeing how he's uh, grown and um, obviously Norris Trophy too and just his offensive game and uh, also his defensive game, just a well-rounded player and he's fun to watch. So, Good deal. All right. So on a typical game day, would you call yourself superstitious at all? Do you have things that you tend to get done or you just have to make sure you do these little things or they have to be in a certain order? Just what's that typical game day kind of look like for you in preparation? For, typical game day for me is uh, just hanging out. I, I kinda I kinda take a little bit of a nap. Not really though. I just kinda lay down. Just kinda relax and but uh other than that, just kinda go to go to the rink and get a coffee and just kinda let loose let loose a little bit. Make sure the nerves aren't there and I mean, just have fun. Have fun with the day. So Hey, yeah. hockey's a fun sport. That's a good way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do do yeah. you have a favorite hockey movie? Hockey movie? Yeah. I mean, I like I like Miracle, even though I'm Canadian. Okay. All right. I, I like Miracle. 
All right. I, I was I was wondering how that's going to go because obviously when I typically ask Americans that like Americal or Mighty Ducks are the two yeah. things that come to mind. And most of the time with Canadians, it tends to be like Slapshot or Goon or Mighty Ducks even. So yeah. it's curious. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, it, does, do you roll your eyes at all with Miracle or is it something you truly can appreciate a little bit? No, I, I enjoy watching it. It's, uh, it's a very good movie. All right. Well, that's very cool. Well, well, Dane, appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Uh, Best of luck for the rest of the season. Hopefully you guys get to get going again here real soon. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Uh, Joining me right now is head coach Lance West of the University of Alabama in Huntsville. Lance, as always, thanks for joining me. Good to hear from you again. Hope all's well. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's obviously been different, and, and like we were talking off air, just expected. If you're surprised by any of this happening, it's 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 on you to be surprised by it. But it's uh, two postponements uh, in a row here. Just what's the, the the mindset of the team right now, and obviously having to deal with this, especially coming off a series sweep like you guys did, building momentum. So just what's kind of going through the mind of the organization right now with the, with the pause? Yeah, you know, I think. It, it, there's obviously you're going to have the frustration, especially coming off a successful weekend. You know, you want to continue that momentum and something that we're trying to build off of. But, you know, like we've said all along, I think the, you, the guys have pretty well dealt with this for a year now, and, and, and they've learned to kind of expect it at times almost. They say they almost, when they see one, they almost know something's coming, and they're learning to deal with it and handle it. And, you know, you just – We've said the guys who can manage the situation the best are when they do get to play are going to have success, and that's kind of how we've tried to approach it. It's hard, um, but it's hard for everybody out there. Um, and we're just we're glad we're playing and have the opportunity to play. We're taking advantage of those situations. No, absolutely makes sense. And I mean, it, it's going around obviously in the NHL just terms of what protocols are and whatever you're able to to expunge upon. Just what are some of the precautions that the team takes in general, just to to make sure to, to to fight this as much as possible. Obviously, things will happen, but just what are some of the things the team's been doing just to keep everybody safe? Yeah, I mean, you follow the NCAA protocols or all the all the stuff, but the biggest thing we do is just really try and stay in groups and smaller pods and not being large. You're training with the same person in a certain pod. Um, you're dressing in certain groups so that you know that the exposure to large groups isn't as much obviously it's not as, as easy come game weekend sometimes for that but for practices for training you're training with your roommates uh, you're training with people that you're going to be with most of the time you're doing your groups like that so that it's limited exposure if someone does get exposure and that's you know you're just trying to minimize anybody's risk whether it's community, students, faculty, whatever, you know, obviously clearly all the online classes and um, the size of the classes and all those things. So everybody's doing their part to try to minimize it. For sure. And now looking at this as well from a perspective of the team, just how, since th- actions have been paused now, what's the best way to keep the guys motivated, keep them involved? Is it um, having Zoom discussions, sending tape? What are some of the actions that the coaching staff's taking yeah, out to know, kind of keep them going? We've all got pretty good at Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and obviously the, the coaches, you do, 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 do some video, and, and Carlos RSS has been really good, and our video guy of getting stuff to the guys, and, and with little video and commentary, and, you know, but it, it's just difficult because they can't come and do certain things. It depends on if they're in isolation and where they are, and it's just, you know, the guys who can practice, you get out when you can in your groups. You know, you have skill work. You just kind of have to vary what you're doing. Some days you might just be doing some games, having some fun. And it's it's just keeping it as, as, as fun as they can and, and motivated and energized every day because 
you know, you just, it's a grind, I guess is the word a lot of people use. You don't want the grind to take away your energy. So just finding ways to create that. And, you know, obviously Zoom meetings, video sessions and things like that. We've been pretty fortunate. We haven't had to do too much of that up till now. Uh, now we're dealing with it and, and we'll get through it. Absolutely. And, and I talked to, to Carlos uh, last week, just right before the postponement came. And and obviously we're talking about special teams a lot and how big of a deal special teams has been for this team so far. And obviously wanting to clean up, taking some of the penalties. But it's obviously got to be good to know that the penalty deal has been, been doing its job out there and doing really well, as well as the power play, obviously, producing. So both of those units are producing pretty well, right? Yeah, I mean, I think to what our formula was going to be. Um, you know, we have to be good defensively, play a... Uh, a 200 simple game and then win the special team battles and you know we've had uh, success i think our power play is fifth or sixth right now and doing really well and the guys have been doing what they need to do playing as they refer to as downhill and and executing and the penalty kill the last few weeks has been phenomenal too so yeah i mean that's the formula you know and we have to have that and that's what we're gonna have to have that success so you know we have to find a way to continue to do that uh, day in and day out and, and obviously, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but the big weekend that you all had against Ferris and winning in overtime and then taking that win in overtime and getting the shutout after that too. For you as a coach, personally, how much did that mean to you to, to open up at home, knowing you're an alum, knowing everything the program's been through, and for you guys to open up in good, dramatic fashion with a series sweep like that, winning in overtime, and then following that up with a shutout at home? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously our whole staff is a lot, you know, and it, and that we've all worked hard, and, and everybody, and, and I've said this, and I've referred to it, and I'll continue this program, the amount of texts and text chains I get on with some of the older guys and <laughs> some of the comments and everything, and guys want to see video of the celebration, which we went <laughs> limited on, and, and those type of things, just the pride and all the players and the alumni that have been involved in, in, in helping us continue this and fight and move forward. You know, so it means an awful lot because you can see – the energy in them, you can see how happy a lot of them were, proud they were to, to fight and to find a way to, to, to open up at home that way. So obviously it was a huge weekend. And as a coach, you know, just to, to see the guys. I mean, they worked hard. They knew what they were, like I said, they knew the situation. They knew the, the challenge that we were facing. And to see them to be able to do that at home and, and the reward, you know, that's it was, it was pretty fun. As always, Coach, just appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Justin, and same to you. Stay safe and look forward to getting on the ice again, so thank you.